Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the Review of Death, your fortnightly home for Doctor Who news and reviews. I am Matthew Toffolo and I am joined as ever by Billy Garrett-John. Say hello, Billy. Hello, Billy. That's an off-told joke. Just as we were talking about what we're going to do today, uh, which we'll go over in a second, um, some stuff got leaked. Some stuff did get leaked. And we can also go through some news that happened sort of in the interim while we've been away between podcasts yeah. and stuff. Because the world of Doctor Who is accelerating quite quickly. Well, it went very quickly because yeah. they announced a new logo about, what, 24? No, no, it wasn't 24 hours. About 48 yeah, hours? Yeah, 48 hours maybe after. Maybe less than that. Yeah. After Jodie Whittaker left. Yeah, and this is a bit of a Jodie Whittaker special. We're going to yes. be talking about She's over here. Jodie Whittaker's tenure as Doctor Who. Um, we did a massive poll uh, of all of our listeners and viewers, over a thousand people entered, and we've got various categories from best writer, best director, best episode, best villain, best guest star, best regular star, um, and we're going to go through all those in a minute. But first time for me because I forgot to vote. He so forgot to vote, and then we'll we're going to do a tier list so you can see what we kind of, as a collective, as yeah. the review of death. Yeah. Also, thought. we've got a new set as well. Yeah, this, this is, is this new is, for us. This is the new the new rod set. Which yeah, looks quite quite nice, quite snazzy. Yeah, uh, this will change. Yes. she's up. Just for tonight. Yeah, one night only. For one night only, it's a, it's a special episode. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so... Let's crack into the news. Shall we do the stuff that got leaked a couple of hours ago first? What do you mean? The, 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 the Doctor Who magazine cover. Oh, that, yeah. Should we do that bit uh, first? We, well, or do we want to talk about the logo? Oh, yeah, let's, let's do the logo. Because we so, see the logo on the, on the magazine cover anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, Doctor Who's got a new logo. Yeah. Or is it a new logo? Well... Let's have a look at it. Let's have a look at it. We've so got it on we, screen we, right now. If we cut to the telly, here we go. So look at this. That, is that not the most beautiful Doctor Who logo you have ever seen? I mean, yes. It is, it's in really all good. sorts of ways. And it harks back to the 1970s, obviously. Yeah. This is the logo that was introduced with John Pertwee's final season as the Doctor, but slightly updated. It appeared in merchandise right through the 90s. Yeah. Um, and it was sort of it, ubiquitous, it, wasn't it? It was really. That was, until the TV movie, yeah. that kind of was the logo. The it? logo especially for the show. If, it, it depends on your sort of pedigree as a Doctor Who fan. Yeah. But yeah, especially if you're like a 90s kid, mm. you know, that was, it was on the side of all the VHSs. Yeah, on all the action figures yeah. and on, you know, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Um, but here we are with the brand new Doctor Who logo. and it, It's slightly tweaked, isn't it? They've, yeah. They've balanced it differently, I think. Yes, so the, the original logo, when you actually look at it from 
like a design perspective is all over the place. Yeah. Like stuff isn't aligned properly. But and we like it. There's a, there's a couple of things we're maybe not so keen weird, on. There's a few weird anomalies in um, the, in, towards the bottom. But the main so, thing... So, sort of around this area. Yeah. But don't, don't look at those bits. No. Probably ruined it for everybody. It'll now. be fine when it's animated. Yeah. Uh, and for me, I just think the Doctor sort of slightly disappears into the whole thing because the who is so bright. I think it's, as you were saying earlier, I think it's fine like this, mm. but like you said, on, on those covers because they've yeah. put them on BBC audio covers already. Yes. And it's not the full diamond, is it? It's kind of no, like the old targets. Yeah. And whereas they worked, they, they doesn't, this doesn't quite work on those. On scenes. those ones, not not yet. Because it's sort of too dark. The logo yeah. is too dark compared to everything else, and it just looks. But it a bit took odd. a while for the Jodie Whittaker logo, which yes. is up here on on the poster. It yeah. took a little while for that to sort of find its way on the merchandise. Yeah. And eventually it did, and I thought it looked really good on the yeah. big finish covers. Um, and I think this is going to look marvellous. This not, is going to look amazing on a big finish. It cover. is. I'm not so sure. If I scroll up, we can see it. This the top of the screen here. Oh, yeah. I'm not so sure about the non-stacked version. I think the weighting of that is well weird. It is a bit odd. Um, but... Can you imagine if this was on... Well, that, well, that would have been the logo on the side of DVDs, wouldn't it? Oh, no, give me the heebie-jeebies, man. Now, what about... Now, obviously, we know... We, we know that the collection sets are still going to have the Whitaker logo. They're safe. They're safe. Uh, but... I can't help but feel that we've been <laughs> shafted because this looks so much better. <laughs> it does. It does look really nice. I, I mean, yeah, you can imagine that. The, the, the one they've used on the um, mm. audio covers yeah. on the Blu-ray set would look amazing. It would be so good. Um, but we are saddled, that sounds really mean, with the Whitaker logo yeah. on the collection sets and just the collection sets and that's fine as long as the spines look normal. I think maybe they should, they should do... Uh, Cover, replacement covers that you just prick stick on onto the, the front of it. Oh completely devalue. I these don't know if that would precious work. tomes. Um, um, but you can see from the headline on this article on Doctor Who.tv, yeah. BBC and Disney branded television join forces on Doctor Who. Now this is major, major news. Yeah, it's pretty big, isn't it? The mouse has the phone box. It he really does. Uh, did you see? I forget their name. This is terrible of me. Uh, Paul. Oh, can't Someone. remember his name. Badge Wolf on Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, did this logo, but then added two Mickey Mouse ears. No. The logo. <laughs> it was very good. Beautiful. Um, yeah. What do we think about? So, well, let's let's unpack what this means. Realistically, yeah. So we know that this is going to be uh, just the new home internationally yes. for Doctor Who. Yeah. For people in the UK, it will still remain on its home channel mm, of BBC mm-hmm. One. And they made a big point of that in the presser. Yeah. When Shooty Gatwa was, was, was talking about it and doing the rounds on TV. I mean, that is bonkers. I know. Less than 20, well, less than 48 hours after Power of the Doctor, yeah. they've got Shooty Gatwa on all these different things. Yeah, on morning telly. Morning telly in America going, yeah, we're all going to be on Disney. This is our new logo and I'm going to be Doctor Who. It's nuts. It, it, it did feel a bit like Jodie Who. Yeah. It sort of felt like the last she night She did happen. really just disappear into the ether. And I, I kind of assumed that was going to happen, to be honest. Because there's been this feeling that the faster they can get away from the past couple of years of the show, yeah. the better. And we're heading into the 60th anniversary. It's a bold new frontier. It David needs Tennant to be is the Doctor again. New, new, new. Exactly. Um, and this is, is I mean, it's a huge sea change. It but... needs to be new, <laughs> but the logo's old. <laughs> this logo is from 50 years ago, but it's fine. It, 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 it's very fine. Um, yeah, so in the UK, it's still going to stay the same. We know that it's still going to be on BBC One. Yeah. You know, whether it's on Saturday or Sunday nights, we're not too sure yet. But... 
Um, the big thing that came out of conversations in the last sort of couple of days was yeah. the budget for new Doctor Who. Yeah. And if, it's, if this is true, it's rumoured that each new episode of Doctor Who now is going to have a budget of £10 million. I mean, when you consider that 60s Doctor Who was made on a budget of about £10 in today's money... And a piece of string. And a piece of string, you know... I mean, we probably have more of a budget than yeah. 60s Doctor Who, <laughs> which is insane. Um, yeah, it's just like... I mean, I, 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 part of me is like, this is the best thing that mm. could have ever happened to Doctor Who mm. because Doctor Who's going to suddenly look amazing. Yeah. But then the other part of me, the old sad git part of me is like, oh, but the, the shitty cheapiness is part yeah. of the charm of Doctor of Who. Of course it is. Like, even, even in the new series, when... When in series eight, mm. they had that shot in Into the Dalek, and it was just remote control Dalek toys yeah, that they yeah, were yeah. just going through a model. Yeah. Part of me was like, ah, oh, now that is Doctor Who, because yeah. you know that is just some models. And there's, there's a, a favourite quote of uh, a, a 70s Doctor Who director, David Maloney, yeah. um, who said, if Doctor Who comes back, and this was before the series came back, yeah. um, under, under Russell T. Davis in 2005, he said... I don't want it to be some multi-million dollar production. I want it cheap and cheerful as it used to be. Yeah. And there is a charm to Doctor Who. And, and I, yes. you know, there's, there's the distinctly British charm, whatever yeah. that means, of a police box and uh, somebody from the British Isles wandering around space and time, righting wrongs and saving planets and stuff. But fundamentally, like Jodie Whittaker's Doctor Who is the best the series has ever looked. Oh, yeah. And I think the dodgy elements of that were the scripting <laughs> yes, rather yeah. than the graphics. <laughs> That's very true. Um, and, you know, Double Negative were responsible for a lot of the effects yeah. and it just looked amazing. Did you see the VFX reel that yeah. came out? That was really interesting. Ben Pickles, is that I their name? I think so, yeah. Um, did an amazing job with some of the VFX there. Um, but we have something else we want to show uh, on screen, which yeah. is the use of the logo in a brand new context. So, so this... this is- Boom! Bang! Has been leaked in yeah. the sort of last five hours or so. This is the next Doctor Who magazine cover. It's the first use of the logo in print in this way, and it just looks beautiful. So this is probably the first time... I mean, it is just an updated version of the Doctor Who magazine logo from when I was a little boy. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I can remember seeing it in the shops with this logo. It's weird. Mm. I feel like I've slipped into some sort of a time warp. What is happening? Uh, the only thing that I don't like about it, and it's it's something that you just sort of have to oh, do now. Careful, David. That's going to go take your eye out. <laughs> the only thing that I'm not keen on is they have to obviously include the BBC blocks. Yeah. But that means because they have to have a certain amount of space between the top of the logo and the start of the blocks, it kind of squeezes it into a smaller space. Yeah. So we're sort of looking at the logo in a slightly reduced format. Yeah. Uh, like, if it was touching the top a little bit more... You just want it to be a little bit higher, don't you? Yeah, and I think that was the problem when we saw it on the BBC Audio covers, yeah. is that because it has to incorporate the BBC blocks at the top, it just looks slightly too scaled down. It's um, a shame, isn't it? Yeah. Why do they have to be that big? Because... So it's basically, it's another block between the bottom of the block and the top of the logo. Oh, that is, is it? That is, that is, the, that is the guideline, the style oh. guideline. Couldn't they have just like done like a little BBC? No, because, I mean, there are very few things to be proud of being British these days. But the, BBC, <laughs> the BBC is one of them, I think. And just to have it there I mean, they, shouting, this is our big new they, show. They have made a very big point, the BBC, very recently. I don't know who it was who said, um, you know, Doctor Who is such a huge 
thing for mm. us, and you know we have to mm. look after it and all this kind of thing. So yeah, I guess if you and if, if you want to, if you're doing a deal with Disney, yeah, you want to. It is actually BBC. Yeah, it's big actually time. BBC. Fuck that mouse. It's yeah, BBC. All right, definitely, uh, definitely. But um, there's obviously a lot to unpack within the cover, other yeah. than the logo. So obviously we've got Mr. Tennant back as Doctor Number Fourteen. Yes. Uh, in his rather nice looking costume, which was on display at MCM. It was, yeah. I, I, I love it. <laughs> it's really good. I, I love it more than brilliant. his original costume. Big time, big it, time. Because it, it feels more doctory. It does. And the, obviously bringing the blue out of it a bit more, is a bit more tardis It's very similar palette to this, got the silver. Similar this palette is more to the logo, This yeah. is more bluey, yeah. uh, depending on the lighting. But the main thing we, we want to definitely talk about on the top right, Matt, Take us through what you've what you've spotted there. So up here it says we've got you know a new comic. Yeah. With David Tennant's new Doctor, but it says the Fourteenth Doctor's first adventure only in Doctor Who magazine, which I can only assume means that this was the big thing that they were talking about. That's unprecedented in the show's history. That the first moments of the Fourteenth Doctor is going to be in print. First in print, which is mad. And but it makes sense because of what we sort of know yeah. from. Uh, the set, the set filming yeah. for the specials, which was beat the meep from yeah. the comics, has come is into the, new, the TV. Is the villain yeah. for at least one of the specials? Yeah. Imagine episode one. I, I would imagine light and so. Fluffy, yeah. Quite literally. Before we get into uh, the yeah, before we get into nitty gritty. Um, yeah. But this is really exciting, um, and I think it speaks to the way that Russell wants to expand this. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to be a. It was a franchise before. Yeah. It was a franchise when he had it ownership of it previously. I think the status of the show as a franchise has sort of pulled back a little bit. Yeah. Maybe maybe because people just don't want to invest in it as much. But looking at this, it's just such a great example of what we've got to look forward to. He's yeah. really trying to expand the brand of the show, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, when you compare it to what was going on with Chris Chibnall, mm. Doctor Who, where you got a bit of news maybe a fortnight before a series aired yeah. or just like little tidbits very sparsely over the months leading up to a series. You know, we're a year away and we've mm. got a look at the logo. We've got a new Doctor. We're getting his first adventure in a comic book of all things. I mean, I think that's going to be kind of a, a light, fluffy story. Oh, that's yeah. like, Oh, what's going on? Why do I look like David Tennant again? Why does this TARDIS look, look shit? Like shit? So I reckon we might even see him change the desktop theme so that when we come to the new episode in November mm. of next year, the new console room will be in, in situ. You never know. You won't have to have that whole thing of like, oh, this is like shit. Absolutely. <laughs> Just change it, please. The other interesting thing on this cover is, is the last little slug line here. Russell T. Davis, how it all began again. Yeah. Because we know that the story of how it came together, yes. we've been told once it can finally be yeah. sort of presented to everybody, what led to it all coming back mm. together, it's going to be a big deal. Mm. And it does sort of seem yeah, like... Yeah, we weren't told, were we? No, we weren't we told were, the they, we, were, we, were, we were told that it's nicer if you wait for the story to come out naturally. It, exactly. So it, it seems that we're going to find out, maybe not the whole story, but a little bit about yeah. how Russell and Julie and the whole team came back into the fold. I'm just leading forward because I want to see what it says at the bottom. What does it say I at know, the bottom? Oh, I know... Oh, I know those teeth. Okay. Because there's always a quote. There's always a little the, quote. On the spine. I know those teeth. Um, I, I just, love that line. I thought that was great. I know these teeth. What a clever way to yeah. loop it back round. I, it's, it's 
oh man, it's so exciting. And this is the first sort of indication of what's to come. This is the future. This is the future. Even though it's the past, it's still the future. Yeah, but it's Doctor Who. It's Doctor you know? Who, so you can do that. Yeah. There's no problem. It's kind of weird to think that Doctor Who now is literally doing what Doctor Who in the 90s wanted to do mm. by saying, Doctor Who's gone down the shitter. Let's get an Let's old get one back. Let's get back the most popular Doctor, yeah. Tom. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's a cyclical cycle, isn't it? Doctor Who it does. It, yeah. ebbs and flows, and a lot of people were drawing comparisons to Jodie's tenure yeah. and the fact that, and you know, even with with Peter Capaldi, Peter was like Colin. Peter was like Colin, older actor, wanted to take it back to the roots of the show. The the they made him an asshole, yeah, purposefully, yeah, and it alienated a huge chunk of the audience. Yeah, same thing happened with Colin. Yeah, but again, great performer, failed by his scripts. Exactly. Then we get to Jodie. See change, somebody else comes in, tries something a bit different, fluffs yeah. it up a little bit, and you know, we get into the sort of the doctor's past, we go and into the, doctor's the mystery, history, don't we? Yeah, the mystery of the character again. And people, not wholeheartedly, but a lot of people go, nah, sure. not into that. Yeah. I was a big fan, I know you like, and, and I'm a big fan of Sills' tenure, oh, right, God, I right love the way Sil, through. Yeah. Of course, you do, yeah, um, I have to. My, yeah, otherwise my, my brother would kill me. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't have made it to 30 <laughs> if that had uh, not been the case. You'd have an umbrella through your skull. I would, yeah. So it's weird, yeah. Like Doctor Who does have these cycles where it just, you know, it ebbs and flows, it goes up in popularity, it sort of shrinks away and becomes this tiny little show again. Mm. And then bang, it's a big, you know, bells and whistles production. So is this now 1996? Are we back in 1996? I guess so. And then when Shooty comes along, is Christopher Eccleston yeah. again? Yeah, and it's... Sexy and it's new and it's yeah yeah. It's, and you'll only do one series and then some other bugger. <laughs> <will come on. laughs> and there'll be a massive falling out yeah. in the production team and that's someone's that. gonna get punched up. Exactly, and then David Tennant will come back and be the sixteenth Doctor. He might as well. Yeah, why not? God, he must be loving it. He must be loving his it. His pension. <laughs> oh, his pension fund is big time. His, his bloody bank manager must have been like, Phew. could you reckon you can get another three specials out of them at the end <laughs> yeah. of this lot? Um, yeah, I mean, there we go. Exciting times. Exciting times to be a Doctor Who fan. I wonder how it was pitched to David. I'm sure it wasn't just like, do well, you fancy he, coming back? He yeah. sort of said, I think, in an interview, when, when it's Russell and he asks you to do something, you just go, yeah, because you know the scripts are going to be so good. Yeah. And I suppose as an actor, you relish the opportunity to perform those scripts and yeah. to do those things. So for him, it was probably a no-brainer. Mm. Um, equally, it probably pays quite well as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's the 60th anniversary. He's come back for all of the major New Who anniversaries yeah. now, the two that we've, we've celebrated and commemorated. So he is the sort of, he's the Tom, isn't he? He is, he, the, Tom. He is the Tom. He's the Tom of this generation. Mm. Love, lo, you know. Beloved. Whatever. Yeah, whatever you say about him, you know. Yeah. He, he, is, he is the 21st century Tom Baker. But, and here's something I've just, the question I want to throw out there. Yeah. Are we going to be massively disappointed when it comes around to next year and he's the 14th Doctor, but it's just the 10th Doctor on screen? Well, yeah, that's it. Is he going to change his character in any way whatsoever? The mm. costume, is that going to reflect maybe a slightly yeah. more sombre attitude? Is he going to think, well, look, you know, he can reflect on, I've had this face before. Yeah. And all the experiences he had with that. Is that, is that going to play into, or is this going to be a completely new personality? Yeah, I don't know. I mean... I'm sure if it were if it was the latter and it was going to be a completely new personality, that would be more exciting for him as an actor. Massively, which um, is probably yeah maybe a draw. Yeah, um, I mean the fact that they got his hair right this time round is. I know. I mean, I, why didn't they do that ten years ago? I don't know. I don't know. What um, what were they thinking? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean he looks 
It's weird. It's like he hasn't aged. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't age. He doesn't, does he? He just looks brilliant all but, the time. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they've sort of photoshopped him a little bit there. But, you know, he looks, he looks all right. As, some, as someone who wasn't, you know, the biggest Temp Doctor fan, um, you know, it's, it's good to see him back. It is. It is. And you kind of feel like safe pair of hands to go into this brave new world with. And yeah. then we hand the reins over to Shooty and see what he does and yeah. watch him fly. And I guess it's a bit like Star Wars with The Force Awakens, isn't it? We bring back the oldies just to sort of yeah. pass the baton on. Yeah, and, and like, well, you know, this is sort of the thing you expect. Yeah. So once we've got this out of the way, yeah. we can go on and do a brand new movie. Oh, everybody hated that. Okay, well, we'll go back and do the thing that everybody liked again. That was shit as well. Yeah. Well, let's stop making them then. <laughs> yeah. Um, there we go. What, let's, should we jump into the Jodie Whittaker world again? Should we, yes, should we, let's. Should we turn our back to... on? Should we turn our back on the future and go and wallow in the past? Uh, yes, let's. As well, Doctor uh, Who fans uh, like to do. Speaking of the past, mm. Doctor Who season two on Blu-ray. Yes, that is out in December. Fifth uh, of December, I believe, is the. I got uh, an email saying it was the tenth of December from Amazon. Oh, did you? I yeah. haven't had an email from Amazon at all. There we go. I've had an email saying that my mother's Christmas present is uh, <laughs> no delayed until no, December. No, 26th of December. Oh, no. Weird, because the Blu-ray version of said <laughs> box set. She might be watching. My mother is not going to watch this. She especially might with be. The F and inj- what? No. Oh, okay, fine. She ain't going to see this. Uh, Doctor Who. My mother fell asleep watching Doctor Who and the Silurians the other day. I'm not surprised. It's bloody 900 parts long. Uh, but no, this is episode one. Oh, my God. She couldn't get through that. She was gone. <laughs> Comatose. <laughs> She, okay. she came to and Fair bloody um, Jeffrey Palmer was dropped dead on the streets of London. <laughs> she thought, She's like, what's going on here? I'll, I, I like what he's having. Yeah. Um, okay, right. We're going to jump into the big Jodie Whittaker era poll. Err. Uh, there. So we, uh, we put the call out. Over a thousand people responded. I think it was nearly 1,200 people that, that applied and, and put their votes nice. through. There were some categories that you didn't have to vote for. There were some that you had to. Yep. Um, and we're going to go through the results of those now we're not going to read every single one of them uh but we are going to go through a couple of them so the first one uh was best novel there weren't an awful lot of novels released in jodie whittaker's tenure as doctor who four four in total i think and well, one of those was the ace one wasn't it let's go from bottom to the top so we had uh team tardis diaries uh paper moon and ghost town those both came at the bottom of the pile i'll go for the top three so uh, the target novelisation of uh, The Witchfinders by Joy Wilkinson. Is that a bit of a cop-out? No. Why? It's a 13th Doctor novel. Yeah, but it's a, it's a novelisation of a televised story. It's not an original mm. thing. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe I'm just... I was scraping the bottom of the barrel for books anyway, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I had to put it in. So that came third. Um, then The Good Doctor, which was one of only like three... Was that Juno Dawson? Yeah, totally original okay. ones. That came in second. And top of the list unsurprisingly, Doctor Who at Childhood's End yeah. by Sophie Aldred, which um, is not canon now, according yes. to the events of Power of the Doctor. I'm sure Sophie was thrilled with that. Yeah, imagine that meeting. We'd like you to come back, Sophie. Oh, yeah, brilliant. But that book you spent ages writing, yeah, doesn't count anymore. Doesn't count anymore. Oh. What a load of nonsense. Um, right, so uh, what have we got next? We've got the best cliffhangers. Right, okay. Of, and, and that was something that kind of re-emerged in the yeah. Whittaker era, was you got cliffhangers, not only because Flux was serialised, but yeah. obviously, you know, the first two episodes of her tenure were kind of one long adventure from yeah. the woman who fell to earth through to the end of the Ghost Monument. Very Hartnell. Very Hartnell-esque. Um, so uh, the top five for those, in fifth place, The Angel Has the Tardis from Once Upon Time. Okay. In fourth place... Adrift in Space from the Woman Who Fell to Earth, which yeah. is the first big cliffhanger. And that, that to was me, great. was a mission that was statement. Perfect. That yeah. was like, if you could keep this up, 
to 13 weeks. Yeah. You'd be stringing the audience along a bit, but, you know, that... Yeah, it was really stuff. good. Brilliant Very, stuff. um... Not Ark in Space. Genesis of the Daleks. You know, yeah. Floating around. Oh, the, at the end of the yeah. episode, definitely. Uh, in third place, uh, The End of the Universe from the Halloween Apocalypse, where the flux is... Oh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. In second place, uh, Look for the Spymaster from Spyfall Part 1, where they're on the plane and... What, and he reveals he's the master? Yeah. Are you surprised that came second? I'm very surprised. Fair enough. And then in first place, The Doctor is recalled from Village of the Angels. Oh, yeah, that was really cool. That was exceptionally cool. Yeah, that was excellent. That was brilliant. Really? That master one? Yeah. I can't really remember what the actual... So Thing he was. says, look out the window, and then the, the, the shed spinning outside the window. Da, 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 and then da, da, he, gets, <laughs> he gets the, uh, the matchbox out. Oh, yeah. And then chucks it away, which is a brilliant little touch yeah. from Sasha Dewan. Um, and then the bomb is about to go off, and then it goes, ooh-wee-oo. I just remember week. that ridiculous bit about, oh, I remember reading your file. You were an Olympic sprinter. I mean, the, 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 means, the means to get to the end was bollocks. But the actual <laughs> ending appears to have entertained a lot of people. Um, uh, best alternative media adventure. Now, this was something I think that the Chibnall era did quite well in terms of video games. Oh, okay. In yeah, terms yeah, of yeah. Like, live event experiences and things like that. Besides the fact that the Doctor Who experience shut. What we'll, did we have? We'll oh, go that through them. thing. That thing with the leaky roof. The, with the, yeah, that shut after <laughs> like 900 attempts to try and open it. Uh, so from the bottom to the top, Doctor Who The Runaway. That was the first uh, virtual that was reality the vir- game. I played that. That was okay. okay you almost said good then. <laughs> you almost good. Yourself. It was all right. Uh, Doctor Who Worlds Collide. I can't remember what that one. Oh, that's one of the escape rooms. Okay. Uh, Doctor Who, A Dalek Awakens. That's the other escape room. <laughs> the two we haven't done. Yeah, that one of them is in we Bristol. Will do the, we will do it. We will. We've got enough people. Doctor Who, Lost in Time. Um, I'm not sure what that was. Doctor <laughs> Who, The Lonely, Assass- uh, Lonely Assassins, which was the <laughs> mobile game. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Doctor Who, The Lonely Assassins, which the was the mobile game. game. I haven't played that. Apparently really, really good. Yeah, everyone praised it. So top three, Doctor Who, The Edge of Reality. In third place. Now, is that the VR one? Yeah, that's the one that we played. Right. Yeah. What did you think of that? I mean, I, it's the best Doctor Who game experience that there's been so I far. I mean, the VR version was amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I praise that. Mm. Fine. The console version, clunky and broken. Yeah. yeah sadly. Uh, Doctor Who Time Fracture in second place, which you never did. I didn't do, no. Which I did, and it was absolutely brilliant. Doctor Who, get us a roof phone quick. <laughs> And then in top position, number and they one... Were really, they were, there was a whole scandal, wasn't there, about disabled access with that? Yeah. yeah. Well, it was dodgy to start with because they put the tickets on sale and then they were allowing people to continue to buy tickets without releasing a venue or a date. Mm. And it was supposed to have opened, at like, well, obviously COVID. COVID happened, put, didn't it? Put pay to that. But there was no update for people who bought tickets in the hundreds yeah. of quid to actually go to had... it. And if you were in a wheelchair. wheelchair yeah, exactly. Buggered, yeah. um, and then top of the list, number one, Doctor Who Redacted. Best yeah. alternative media venture, which you said went a bit wonky at the end. I found it a bit wonky towards the end. Yeah. I think it... Yeah, I think it needed to be one thing or the other. Mm. And I think when it went the other, I've got... I've sort of lost interest. Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet. No, no. you probably won't bother. No, I probably I mean, won't she bother. is in it. Yeah, true. She does turn up. Yeah. She's only in it a little bit, though. Yeah, just at the end. Just, just, just be like, oh, hello, I'm the Doctor. That's a really good impression of that, Matt. Thank you. Should, you. you should do your action figure adventures again. Oh, should I? It's just as Jodie. Hello. Hello, I'm Jodie. <laughs> I'm the Doctor. Okay, uh, we're going to do the top five for best uh, piece of music. Sega Nakanola. Yep. 
fantastic composer. I know what my favourite piece is. Tell us. Uh, well, I mean, I, I think her theme is lovely. Yeah. Uh, and especially the way it was used in the regeneration. The 13 theme. 13 theme, yeah. Um, but my favourite piece that isn't her theme has to be the Time Lord mm, theme. Yeah. That gets used briefly in that story. Timeless Children. Timeless Children. Um, yeah, when we see that really cool uh, CGI sequence of the mm. Citadel being built mm. and the Shabugans. Because being a sad git fan who likes Gallifrey and Time Lords and yeah. all that stuff. It's nice I to have a theme to put to them. Yeah, I love that. I mean, obviously the, the one that Murray wrote was fantastic. Yes. You know, Gallifrey, our, our childhood, child, our, yeah. our home. Yeah. Um, that's fantastic. But this was also really nice. And it was a shame that it was only sort of used then. A little bit, yeah. yeah I mean, we never really went back to Gallifrey, which is mental to think how they set that all up and yeah. never went back again. I know, like, every time we were like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll go back to that. Fob watch, we'll go back to that. Never. Okay, right. Top five, My Beautiful Ghost Monument, which was sort of the TARDIS's theme. It kind of crops up every time the TARDIS is involved in the story. How somehow. does that go? <laughs> there you go. Uh, the Spy Master from Spyfall Part One. Oh yeah, which is his kind of the spy. His, the oh yeah, his theme, theme is great. Is really his cool. theme is really cool. Uh, 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 Yaz and Nanny end credits, which oh, was yeah. the Doctor Very Who nice. end credits from Demons of the Punjab. That was in third I liked place. That. Yeah. In second place, thirteen, which obviously pops up in various episodes. Yeah. And number one, unsurprisingly. The Doctor Who theme, composed by Ron Grainer and arranged by Sagan Akinola. Um, yeah, very good. And I think the, the, the title sequence and the theme, the best of the new yeah. series. Yeah, I mean, that, that is one thing we didn't mention, is obviously the new theme for the new series. Mm. What, what's that going to be like? Is that going to be very retro to go with the nice well, when diamond they, logo? When they did the, uh, the Sagan chat, they used the 2008... Shooty Gatwa. The, the, the Shooty Gatwa <laughs> chat. They used the 2008 version of the theme. Yes. For, that, st that was first in Voyage of the Damned? Yes. The drum, the drum yeah, yeah, one yeah, with the electric yeah, guitar. Yeah. That first cropped up then. So, I mean, it's sort of the default Doctor Who theme these days, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? It's like, it's like the Tom yeah. Baker version of the theme tune. And, and I felt like that was quite a statement as well, that they used mm. that music for that video. Because you'd be like, well, why wouldn't you just use the current music? Because it, it evokes the most popular yeah. period of the show's history. Yeah. Know, like... It's, yeah. it's cleverly done. Um, Very much it's, so. It's, it's sort of psychological, mm. you know. <laughs> I don't know. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, best TV writer? Um, that lady who wrote Village of the Angels. Maxine Alderton. Maxine Alderton. Get her back. She yes. was brilliant. She did two crackers. And everybody else thought she was brilliant as well because she came first in the poll. Mm. So, from bottom to top, Charlene James, who wrote Can You Hear Me? Ella Road, like Legend it. of the Sea Devils. How what? did she? I'm not going to say. That's. I mean, that's really mean. But how? How is Charlene James at the bottom of that list? I mean, Chris Chibnall's got to take most of the blame for that, surely. Well, yeah, because if you read any interviews, mm. it seems like she was brought in, mm. like at the eleventh hour, to mm. just do a few things and tidy the script up a bit. Which which goes out the window because the whole thing's butchered in the in edit the anyway. Edit, yeah. So I'd l that is. I would love to see like the original. We'll get it one day. The original draft of that, not the draft that they put on the writers' room. Or yeah. The actual draft that was delivered mm -hmm. before they thought, "Oh shit, we've got to we cut can't all do this stuff." We've got to put all the stuff here. Uh, uh, Ed Heim, uh, who wrote "It Takes You Away" and "Orphan 55. Uh, then Pete McTeague from Kablam and Praxius fame. Mm. 
Joy Wilkinson of the Witchfinders. Yeah, I loved the Witchfinders. Uh, Nina Mativa, is it? Uh, Mativa, uh, who wrote Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. That was really good. That was brilliant. That was really good. Mallory Blackman, who wrote Rosa. Very, Rosa. Yeah, wrote Rosa, yeah. Uh, then in second place, Vinay Patel, writer of Demons of the Punjab and Fugitive of the Jadoon. Right. And as we said before, Maxine Alderton, writer of Villa Diodati and Village of the Angels. Did Chris Chibnall not get on his own list? I didn't include him in the list. Oh, it was just it was just writers. It was just new, okay. new writers. New writers, new talent. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I must say, Mother's Scarf's looking lovely in this lighting. Yeah. I, just, I just caught it and it looked good. It's looking Sorry. very pretty. <laughs> um, right, let's have a look at this. So I think this, uh, I'm trying to remember which um, category this one is. I think this might be Doctor Defining Moments or Best, no, Best Moments, Best Sort of Overall Moments from the show. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm uh, gonna to go from bottom the end. to top. <laughs> when the end credits ran yeah. in Power of the Doctor. Uh, I'm going go to go from bottom to top very quickly. David Tennant turns up. So actually I won't go bottom to top. This is far too long. Rise Up from Rosa. Yeah. Not first place, unbelievably. Uh, uh, I Don't Know What to Do, Dan. I've Never Told Anybody, Not Even Myself. Comes in at uh, sixth place. That's from uh, when, when Yaz tells Dan... That oh she's gay. yeah! Oh right! Fair and enough. she fancies the doctor. Oh, I thought this was the doctor talking to Dan, and I was like, "What did she do? What?" No, don't worry. Uh, in sixth place, the cellar scene from the haunting of Villa Diodati, when Ashad comes down. Yeah. And uh, Ryan's like, "Well, why can't you just? Why can't you just oh, do yeah, that?" Yeah, and yeah. the doctor's like, "You know, well, you do it then." You know. Yes, that was a good scene. This yeah. uh, this team structure is not flat. It's flat. Yeah. It's me at the top it's of the stratosphere. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant piece. Yeah. Um, in fifth place. I wanted to ride a horse. Okay. Yeah. From uh, the war, uh, war of the Sontarans. Fourth place, Frog on a Chair from It Takes You Away. Fuck off. Why is that in there? Come on. Who's bloody voting? Listen, that was, that's trolling, surely. In third place, um, You Are Recalled from Village of the Angels. Right. In second place, O from the Spy, uh, Spy 4 Part 1, so the reveal of the, the master. master. But that was obvious. Yeah. It was leaked. We all knew he was the master. And then in first place, let me take it from the top. Hello, I'm the Doctor. I mean, yeah, that's, that, 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 that makes sense. You would have expected you, that. You would have expected that because that was a genuine, like, what the frig is big going time, on here? Big time, big uh, time. Best villain. Now, who do you think's come at the top? This was going to be the Master, isn't it? Okay, interesting. I'm trying to think who else is it? Who else? Oh, uh, no. oh, best, best, best new villain, best new monster. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Swarm and Azure. Okay. Maybe. In fifth place, the Maybe. Grand Serpent. Right. From Doctor Who Flux. In fourth place, the Kablam Men, which I'm very surprised they came that high on the list, but there we are. Yeah. Uh, in third place, the Pating. In second place, uh, a Shad. Right, yeah. And in first place, Swarm and Azure. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, I think you've pretty much listed all of the new monsters that well, was in her, te- her complete tenure. These are, all, these are all the villains. So, um... The, I can't read, the space racist. No, hang on. Zelin from the Ghost Monument. Art Malik. Oh, yeah. He was, he's a villain. He's a baddie, is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. The Spiders from Arachnids in the UK. Crasco from Rosa. The Dregs from Orphan 55. These are all the bottom of the list. Right. The Morax from the Witchfinders. The Kasavin from Spyfall. Uh, the, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, Manish, who's the, the main baddie in... <laughs> Manish. Um, yeah, yeah, in Demons <laughs> of the Spoon He's a Manish. Job. Manish. Um, Jack Robinson. 
the oh, yeah. Trump allegory. Yeah. Uh, Gat, Tim Shaw, uh, Queen of the Scythra from Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror, and uh, Zelin and uh, the other one from uh, Can You Hear Me? The two spooky Eternals where he disconnects his fingers. Oh, yeah. I thought he was great. Finger me, man. Yes, finger <laughs> me, man. Uh, here are all the best kind of returning villains. Bottom of the list, the Jadoon. I guess they weren't really in it much, were they? But would you have them over the Sea Devils? Because that's what the vote's saying. Well, yeah, because the Sea Devils haven't been seen since 1983 but or two. But a shit story. It was a shit story. They were the best bit. They, that, looked, that's they true. looked good. That's and they, true. they spoke like Sea Devils. Then the Cybermen. Then the Daleks, then the Weeping Angels. In second place, the Sontarans, and in first place, the Master. I think that's the, the Sasha Dewan stands, stands got in there nice yeah. and early to deliver that vote. Yeah. Um, and this is an interesting one. So this is best guest star. Right. I'm going to do the top five again. Alan Cumming. Yes, he was superb. Amazing. He was so good. In The Witchfinders. Yes. In fourth place, Aslin B as Sarah yes. from Eve of the Daleks. She was good. In third place, Kevin McNally as Professor Jericho. Yeah, he was also very good. I don't get the Jericho hype. Don't you like him? I don't get him as a character. Oh, he's good fun. Oh, I don't know. No, no I don't get him. Stuffy old man, is that Stuffy what you old see? man, yeah. And then he sacrificed himself for no readily apparent reason. I mean, that is random. Yeah. But, I mean, this is, that is that era in a nutshell. You just have to take these leaps of logic. Things just kind of happen. They just happen and just go with it. Uh, and then uh, second place, Sasha Duan. And then yeah. in first place, of course, Joe Martin. As the fugitive doctor. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, uh, I, so what, say that. Uh, what was that? What was the last two? What the, the, so the bottom two. The bottom two. Alan Cumming and then Asleen B. So, so they, were the, they were the bottom two of the top. I five. mean, I think Alan Cumming could have been higher up. He yeah. was fantastic. He was, he was so. Re- he stole the show. With he the was really. I'm trying to look down to see if there's anybody else who's sort of outstanding that really should have been higher on the list. I mean, Patrick O'Kane comes in quite low. Uh, yeah, we'll he was post, really good. We'll post the full result, results sort I mean, of online elsewhere. He was excellent in. Uh, Ascension of the Cybermen and Villa Dati and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Obviously, in Power of the Doctor. Doesn't have an awful lot to do. Could have been anybody. Literally, really. could have been any Cyberman. Yeah. Uh, best director, uh, again, we'll do the top five for this. So, Anita Lawfer, who directed Eve of the Daleks. Right. Which I thought that was, was really great. good. It was, that was very well directed. Brilliantly directed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark Tonderoy, who directed uh, The Ghost Monument and Rosa. Yes, they looked very nice. Emma Sullivan, who directed Can You Hear Me and The Haunting of Villa Diodati, which were both. I thought, great-looking episodes. Yeah. They're the kind of creepiest, the, yeah. the darker kind of looking They ones. are. The, the stories were shit, though. Fair enough. But you like The Haunting of Villa Diodati. Oh, sorry. Villa Diodati. The other one I was thinking of. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Jamie Childs came in second place, who directed The Woman Who Fell to Earth, Demons of the Punjab, It Takes You Away, and The Battle of Ranskor Avkolos. Right. And in first place, Jamie Magnus Stone, who directed... Spyfall Part 1, Praxius, Ascension of the Cybermen, The Timeless Children, The Halloween Apocalypse, War of the Sontarans, and Village of the Angels. Yeah. Which are kind of all the ones all the that good, people, all everybody the, all likes. All the good ones, basically. All the good ones. Um, and then, this is the big one. Right. Best episode. So this is sort of what we're going to go on to do in a minute when we go to the tier list. Okay. So what do you think came at the bottom? At the bottom, um... <sighs> Is it Battle of Ranscor of Av- Kolos? Av- it's not. No, sorry, often 55. It's not. Oh, okay. No. Should we go from bottom to top? Yes, please. All 30, or these 30 episodes, not including Power of the Doctor. We didn't include Power of the Doctor in so, the list. So she had 31 episodes. Including Power. Right. And 30 excluding. So this is the, okay. from number 30 upwards. Right. Survivors of the Flux. Do you remember what happens in that one? 
Is that the unit one? That's the unit one. That was considered the worst story. That one got zero votes. That is insane. Out of the 1,221 people that voted in this poll, that episode got zero votes. How? How did that happen? I don't know. So, I mean, I know it's not very good, yeah. but com- comparing it to some of the other shit on that list, that's like a bloody Oscar award-winning, <laughs> Pulitzer Prize-winning story. In 29th place, the Battle of Ranskor Avkolos. Fair enough. 28. Arachnids in the UK. What? I mean, it's are not you great. Right? Yeah, people are unhinged. What's what going, is going on? on? What is going on? Um, in uh, 27th place, the Vanquishers. The last episode of Flux. Oh, yeah. It was wank. Yeah. 26th place, Praxius. Yeah, I mean, that should be lower. Do you really not like Praxius? I would sooner insert this up my nose <laughs> than, than, um, than have to sit through that again. What I could only watch it once. What don't you like about it? All of it is shit. Okay. I mean, I, hate, I shouldn't say that because I think Pete McTeague is a very good writer. Yeah. And, you know, I think it, the stuff that he does on the Blu-rays and everything is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mind Cl- Kablam so much. I mean, mm. I'm not... You say Chlamydia then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind that either. <laughs> uh, I don't mind Kablam so much, but... Oh, no. It just... This is giving some people an idea of what your kind of tier list is going to look like when uh, we Well, get yeah, to I it mean, together. it's just... Yeah. Are I, we going to have I, an argument I, about that? It just felt like so many weird, disparaging elements. Well, it, it's sort of... Oh, Jodie's gone over. Oh, sorry, Jodie. She's worth a bit oh, of money. Oh, dear. Um, that's not mine. I don't know why I was freaking she's, out so she's much only, about it. She's only 300 quid. It's fine. Um, um, okay, fine. Right, well, 24th place, the Sananga Conundrum. Uh, the Sananga Conundrum. With the Pateng. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, Orphan 55 hasn't come out yet. No. Oh, this is, people are trolling. People are trolling. <laughs> in 23rd place, Ascension of the Cybermen. Oh, come on, it isn't that bad. I mean, it's... Sh- this, this is what the people are saying. Well, the, the people, people are, are wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> 22, can you hear me? I can hear you. You're talking nonsense <laughs> over this. 21. Orphan 55. There you right, go. but why is it... I mean, it isn't as bad as people say it is. No. But I, I would have put money on that one being near the bottom because people hate it. Have you noticed which other one hasn't turned up yet? It's going to come up next, but I'm absolutely... I can't believe Can You Hear Me is below this. I can't think. What is it? Legend of the Sea Devils. Oh, yeah. You lot are nuts. I mean, it's terrible. It looks... It looks great. Good. Unless you watch the editing, which isn't great. True. But I think if someone paid me, Mm. I'd probably watch that over some other stories just because I like Sea Devils and they're in it. Fine. I see see what I mean. I see what you're saying. In 20... And it's sort of, it's just easy. It's a bite It's an stuff. easy watch. Yeah. I mean, when you ignore the horrendous editing and... The horrendous editing and... The terrible scripting. Yes, I could never be with you because I'm an old time lady and it just won't work. By the way, never mention uh, lesbian ways ever again. Is that, uh, that's your Karen voice, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh, in 20... Oh God, it's Karen Jodie Whittaker. Karen Jodie Whittaker. You just based That's what it, it is. That is, that is what that accent is, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh dear. 20th place, the ghost monument. Yeah. In 19th place. It's poo. I mean, it's, it looks <laughs> lovely. 
<laughs> it's a poo covered in glitter. It's a poo covered in glitter. It is, because there's no substance. It the it's like, imagine you had the most amazing cake, like a nice, fantastic wedding cake. You thought, gosh, amazing. Then you bit into it and it was just feces. I wrote a really nice piece about the ghost monument for a book that's coming out soon. Yeah. Yeah. I like the ghost monument. <laughs> in 19th place, Once Upon Time which is where they go, the, the, the ladies, the tall ladies with the gowns on and Jodie's floating about in the time vortex. Oh, yeah. the one. I can't remember what else happens in that story, though. Joe Martin turns up. Joe Martin turns to, up. To, to be replaced yeah, by, by Jodie. Which Gosh. no one wanted to see. Everyone was like, no, give, a, give us... What were they thinking? I don't know. In 18th place. Kablam. Maybe there was a COVID thing there and they couldn't well, get her in or something. It was produced under COVID and so I think you have to give them the be benefit that. of the it doubt. It must be that. that. They must have just... It, I reckon... When that story was written originally, mm. that was going to be a complete Joe Martin episode. You'd hope so. With just Jodie bookending it. Yeah. And I think COVID cocked it up and mm. they thought, well, we can yeah. only have so many people on set at a time. Because they were doing cohorts when they were exactly. filming it. Yeah. So if we bring in somebody else, that's going to mess it all up. Yeah. We'll shoot her separately on a green screen and edit it in. Once, once we find out the production yeah. happenings of that season, it's going to be really it would have been. It would have been nice if they'd have been more transparent about this sort of stuff. I mean, alright, we don't, we don't need to know. Mm. But it would have been nice because then I think people would have looked on aspects of the whole series yeah. in a different way. I mean, it was, they, they made it sort of clear. I mean, you knew just from the timings that this was being shot yeah. during a period of real uncertainty. Yeah. And all of the TV industry was struggling with how to you know, adapt I mean, and assimilate. It, it, it is incredible that it got made. Yeah. A series of that scale. scale. And size yeah, and, yeah. It's just it's bonkers. It is really impressive. Um, in uh, uh, 18th place, I think this is, Kablam. Right, yeah, fair enough. In 17th place, Spyfall Part 2. Uh, 16th, The Timeless Children. So people maybe sort of warming to that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, or as I like to call it, the Masters uh, British History of Times of Society <laughs> in 45 minutes. Uh, 15, <laughs> some uh, 15, Resolution. The first Jodie special oh, yeah. with the Dalek. the Dalek. Probably the weakest of the Dalek stories oh, that they sure, did. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, when you stop for 10 minutes to have a chat with... Ryan's dad Ryan in the and cafe. His, Ryan, who is about as interesting as a lump of cardboard. Yeah. His dad, who is equally as interesting as a lump of cardboard, talking about, oh, I worked on oil rigs and now I sell microwaves for a living. <laughs> that, <laughs> is the, that is the magic of Doctor Who distilled for you right there. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, in 14th place, The Halloween Apocalypse. Right. 13th, The Witchfinders. Yeah. 12th, Revolution of the Daleks. Witchfinders should be higher. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, 11... better than Revolution of the Daleks. Come on. Do you reckon? I mean, Revolution was fine. Which one's that? <laughs> That's the one with Captain Jack in it. Yeah, I mean, I like Revolution of the Daleks. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the Witchfinders is, is better than that. Witchfinders is better. Um, I think this is now the top ten we get Alan Cumming into. alone, you know. Yeah, he's superb. You think Revolution that. of the Daleks has got two sexually dodgy men in it. <laughs> and, you know, Alan Cumming is just Alan Cumming. Oh, my God. He's got a comical surname. What, what else do you want? Yeah, yeah, beautiful. There we go. Um, I think this is 11th now. Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. Uh, and I believe yeah, very good. we're now cracking into the top 10. So 10, okay. The Woman Who Fell to Earth. Really? I remember watching that when it aired and thinking... Phew. Really? I did. Did it deflate you? It did. Because yeah. they made such a big fuss in Doctor Who magazine. We're like, oh, it's, the, it's the, so different. It's, it's the it's, biggest it's, change since, since Doctor Who went into colour. Yeah. That's what they said. And it wasn't. No. It was like, no, this is not, not Unless great. they were going, we don't have the title sequence and the theme tune in the first episode. Shock <gasps> horror. My God. Unbelievable. Never done that before. Uh, in ninth place, Spyfall Part 1. 
this whole thing has basically just been, I tell you an episode, <laughs> and Matt goes, oh, <laughs> It's just, it's just, look, I love Doctor Who. I've been watching it since I was in nappies. Yeah. But I can't. That has, I say, I, I, I can give you an, an idea of what episode this was, because it's probably the only bit of it you liked, when the Doctor's doing the engineering works under the TARDIS. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh, that I bit. love that bit. <laughs> I like that. Um, in eighth place, I know it incensed people on Twitter for some weird reason. But is they're weird. Yeah. Uh, in eighth place, it takes you away with frog on a chair. Oh, what? In seventh place, Eve of the Daleks. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. In sixth place, Rosa. Right. In fifth Again, place, it's all right. Fugitive of the Jadoon. Yeah, it's okay. In fourth place, War of the Sontarans. Yeah, that was good. I enjoyed that. In third place, Demons of the Punjab. Better than that Sont... You're te- No. No. I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on the this chat. Is fa- as- this is mad. I love it. This is bonkers. Uh, in uh, second place, which the, w- w- top two, we know what the top two are, basically, at this point. Villa Darcy and Angels. Yeah, so which one came number one? Angels. In second place, The Village of the Angels. Oh! And in first place, The Haunting of Villa Diodati. Well, I mean, at least the top two are correct. So to- um, yeah. So what was number three? Number three was Demons of the Punjab. Bollocks! No. That is absolute <laughs> nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't even be in my top five. No, I know. I don't know if it'll be in my... Well, we'll find out if it's going to be in my top ten. because we'll, gonna- we'll do it in a minute. I'm going to rank him myself. Um, all right. Quick, very quickly. <laughs> wow. uh, you people... Uh, nuts. Well, in, who voted? My God, what were you thinking? Um, so, best series regulars, um, there's only four you could vote from. <clears throat> Toes, Toes and Cole comes in fourth place. Yeah, not surprising. Third place, John Bishop. Right. Second place, Mandip Gill. Yeah, I'm in not... first place, Bradley Walsh. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised. I think it's a shame, really, because Mandip Gill was pushed to the sides for too long mm. in that first series. You are, for some reason, they focused on Ryan. Mm. I would say focused on him. They just had a bit more of a... He, they went, in the first episode, they went, he's, he's dyspraxic and can't do ladders. And he's got a shit YouTube channel. Yeah, with no viewers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and no wonder. He's got the personality of a fucking Q-tip. Of a, of a, of a wet dish rag. Yeah. yeah. And he just looked like he would rather be anywhere else. And also, you know... I, I think Tozin Cole has the capacity to be a great actor, and in some aspects, in when he was on Doctor Who, he was he was good. I thought. Matt <laughs> Ma, hasn't remember. said a single thing. But <laughs> I can't really remember. I know you want to set it in Sheffield, but why did you labour him with that accent? Yeah, he can't do he's, it. He can't really maintain no. it, and he looks uncomfortable performing the yeah. lines in the accent. So why not just let him do it naturally? Yeah, because when he speaks been, oh, normally, he, he was from London, and he yeah, moved and he moved to Sheffield. Sheffield. It is weird. Yeah. That whole, that whole like, first year, they're all from mm. that part of the world, aren't they? Graham's from London, at least. Bradley, Bradley but, Walsh but just, went, I'm not doing an accent. Yeah, but just like the whole guest cast, because in the second episode, mm. Sean Dooley, yeah. he's sort of northern. Yeah. You know. Um, but it's, it's, it's the part of the world that um, Christian was from. I think he was a scouser. Yeah, he is, but I think he spent a lot of time oh, did he? sort of generally, oh. you know, ITV has a lot of stuff sort of more. Oh, north, I see. So I think he was doing a lot of those sort of things. Doc- was this like Doctor Who as made by ITV? Somebody made that observation. Oh, really? And I have to say, I saw it on, on Twitter maybe a couple of months ago. I have to say, I think it's a pretty good 
descriptions. <laughs> full of northerners. I mean, not that it's full of northerners, but just Shade. maybe the fact that yeah, bollocks. Maybe the fact that it's um, it's episodic and serialised a lot more than yeah. previously. But you, you know, I don't know. There's something about other seasons of Doctor Who I can't imagine. You know, Ant and Deck popping up at the end to promote Saturday Night Takeaway at the end, but I kind of can at the end of most Chibnall episodes. I don't know why. Um, right, this is the big. Oh, you just had that revelation. <laughs> the Doctor's actually uh, the Timeless Child. I don't know what accent I'm doing. Where are they from? Where are they from? Why are you, man? Okay, right. Um, this is the big one for Jodie. This is Doctor Defining Moment. So we broke down 16 individual moments that right. we thought were Jodie's sort of standout moments through... <laughs> we, you... <laughs> me. Yeah, in all, th- in all 30, there were 16 that I found, right. unfortunately. So we're going to go from the bottom to the top. Okay. okay. So This is really should just be a game of can Matthew remember any of... Jodie Whittaker's story. Well, we we know the answer to that. The funny thing is, is so no. Annie has obviously watched all of Doctor Who, but she's not watched all of Jodie Whittaker. I don't get how you can do that if you're a Doctor Who fan. Just I don't understand that. Just can't. I can understand. Bring herself to what? I mean, I think she's got like four or five that she hasn't watched. I, I want to sit down with yeah. her one day and just do it. I keep I, saying to her, you need to do it just to you say that you've watched do. it all. Yeah. Like you've sat through the Space Pirates. Uh, I, and she watches Fifth Doctor episodes on a bloody loop. I don't know how you can <laughs> do that and not watch Jodie Whittaker. Right. In 16th place, I love being at the bottom of the ocean from Legend of the Sea Devils. In 15th place, now do that again to my face from Resolution. Do you remember when the Daleks... Do that again to my face? Yeah, do you remember, remember that bit? This is beautiful. Uh, it's when she's... Are you, in, you, this is the right... This is, is, this, this is, gen- is this Doctor Who? This is Doctor Who. Or is this something you've been searching for on it's, dirty websites? It's not, not my... Oh, do that again to my face. It's not, <laughs> it's not my, my private browsing window, no. It's not. Right, that's in Resolution when the Dalek is sort of teleported in and he's, there's a hologram of the Dalek and it laughs at her. And then she like presses a button oh, and then yeah, it kind yeah, of becomes yeah. a bit more solid. Oh. But it's not in there still. Right, but she yeah. still has a go at it. Oh dear. That's sort out, of the out equivalent. Of con- out of context, Doctor Who. That's sort of dialogue. the equivalent, especially when the Dalek isn't in the room with you, <coughs> of going like, yeah, walk away. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not really a bossing moment. My dad's bigger than your dad. <laughs> literally, literally. Um, in, uh, where are we now? My dad's got proper Dalek casing. <laughs> <laughs> in 14th place... Uh, it makes me more from the timeless children, which is where she sort of comes to the conclusion that having all these lives that she didn't know about and accepting, it's bollocks. The timeless children is still bollocks. It's still rubbish. Um, it makes me more convoluted than needs to be. Uh-huh. Um, in uh, 13th place, oh, 12th place, um, oh, mate, I'm the doctor from Resolution, where she confronts the oh, yeah. uh, reconnaissance scout for the first time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, United We Stand Two Metres Apart, which was one of the um, social media things she did for lockdown when she did, you know, Jodie popped up in costume. I was going to say, she what's, was shooting this, it from what's home. This, this COVID stuff going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. Well, that doesn't really count though, because it didn't happen in the TV series. Oh, you're going to love the rest of this poll then in that case. Well, is it just stuff that she said? Oh, stuff, do, do, stuff do, she said on John Bishop's <laughs> podcast. Do, doctor defining moment. That time when she signed all those big issues. That <laughs> big issue, man. Oh, brilliant. That was lovely, Mike. It was lovely, bless her. That is a very nice thing to do. And, yeah. I mean, she has to technically be my favourite Doctor Who of all time because she was wearing, um, Ellie sent this to me, TARDIS Monkey. Yeah. She was wearing, uh, or not me, Mike, so sorry, everybody. Um, she was wearing a uh, Skeletor 
badge. What a saddo. Yeah, and it said, live, laugh, love, and it was him going, <laughs> God, you lot. Like, like, oh. You masters the universe lot. I she's, thought being a wrestling good. fan she's, was weird. She's, yeah. Right, uh, I believe we're into the He-Man is just wrestling with furry underpants and magic. Which is basically pro wrestling. <laughs> uh, right, uh, can we just live in the present from Legend of the Sea Devils? Where oh, she yeah. puts Yaz down and like, as we know, was actually her going, this ain't going to happen, mate. Yeah, Which, when you watch it back in context, is really sad because when they have another heart-to-heart at the end of Power of the Doctor and Yaz sort of says, but I do really like you, though. And she goes, well, I don't like you. <laughs> Can you just get it into your thick Look, skull? This isn't going to be a thing. I've given you an ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, That's uh, the only thing you're licking tonight. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's the, quote, that's the quote of the stream so far. Well done. Um... Ryan waited for you, you let him down from resolution when she has a go at his dad. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 God. Uh, when she steps out of the TARDIS in Spyfall Part 2 and looks at Gallifrey and it's all in ruins. And she cries a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, God, forging. Her, I know, it's, it's bottom of the barrel stuff. It really is. And I think the order of them are a bit all over the place. Forging the sonic screwdriver from Sheffield Steel. Uh, the Doctor crashes through the train. Which one? Uh, uh, first time she did it. <laughs> um, I didn't notice that. Someone on Twitter pointed that out, that the symmetry of that. Yeah, well, it's, a nice, that's, that's it's a nice little thing. In sixth place, you are the maddest, most beautiful thing I've ever experienced when she blows the kiss to the frog. <laughs> <laughs> Again, out of context. <laughs> beautiful. She's licking toots or something. <laughs> God, you're the most maddest thing I've experienced. The bloody carpet was moving. <laughs> there, the walls were talking to me. It was nuts. <laughs> Uh, in fifth place, I'm the Doctor sorting out fair play throughout the universe when she's on the crane and she's having a go at Tim Shaw. Yeah, okay. Fair that enough. was a nice little bit. That was a nice little moment. In fourth place, leave this planet now and you get to, and you <coughs> get this, get leave this planet now and you get to leave alive from War of the Sontarans. I can't imagine her ever saying that line of dialogue. I've got to say, leave this planet now. I'm going to shove this sonic screwdriver in your probic vent. You're going to fucking die, mate. You potato-headed bastard. Like the best dialogue we've had in the last <laughs> like six years. I would have loved it if she'd have said that. Um, okay, top three: the wedding speech from Demons of the Punjab. Uh, she officiates the wedding. Yeah, I remember. yeah, that bit. I can't remember what she said. It was that defining. In second place. It's hardly Some, a bloody homo sapiens. It's not, You're is indomitable. It? The, the, there isn't a moment like that. There, she place. doesn't have a moment like that. Actually, actually, second place, it is, and judging by your, your logic, this is basically the top. Um, sometimes this team structure isn't flat from the haunting of the <laughs> Daffy. This sounds like it could be a quote from The Office. It sounds or the like, thick of it. It sounds, it sounds like a kind of a management it does. speak, doesn't it? Yeah. Do you want to buy this timeshare? You're like... <laughs> <laughs> and in first place. I mean, I, in the context, it works. Yeah. But when you hear it, out of context, out of context yeah. this has been fantastic. In first place. Message from the Doctor. Posted on official Doctor Who social media platforms during the COVID lockdown in March 2020 when she's locked in the cupboard. That was her defining moment. A moment that, that didn't even hit the television screen. That was the moment that people voted as Jodie Whittaker's best moment in Doctor that, Who. That is like me saying Tom Baker's defining moment is him going, Mayday, Mayday, 
uh, ruined dimensions in time. <laughs> or like, like uh, my my favourite Tom Baker bit is uh, the postcards he did for sick children, where he's writing people's ages. Oh on yeah, the, yeah. You know, it's like it's, it's, like it's alternative media. It's yeah. like it doesn't really. It's Tom Baker saying curry sauce all over your anus. <laughs> <laughs> that was his doctor defining moment. Nine ninety nine. I'm certainly. I guess. I'm certainly going to regret that. Right. Well, yeah. there we go. I mean, I feel really bad because it feels like this whole episode has just been Billy gives me 13th Doctor stuff and, and I just shit on it. What is that? <laughs> well, let look, maybe that was a good primer for you to remember things that happened well, in Doctor Well, I'm glad because I, I honestly would have not remembered anything. No, no. It, so so at know, least now weird. we can it turn to this next It kind of makes bit. me want to go back and watch it. Only to remember it and then go. And then get really angry about it again. This? But the, wh- one of the things that really interested me was when I started putting this tier list together. I was looking through screenshots right. of each episode. Yeah. And as I was scrolling through them, I was sort of remembering things because I thought I'm not going to remember anything about Once Upon Time. Yeah. Like, I can't feed into where that comes on the list or tell you because I knew yeah. I would be having to go. Well, That's yeah. the one where this. Happens. Yeah, yeah. Christ, thank God Johnny wasn't on it. He I know. He'd have just been like. Sorry, I've, yeah. I've just stepped from the past. I've not seen any of the last. Johnny has years. just stepped from the he past. He has just stepped from the past. Um, so let's have a look. If right, we go get, to the tier list. The tier. Okay, here we go. Right. Okay. Tier list time. So now this comprises of all thirty-one episodes that Jodie Whittaker appeared in. Power of the Doctor is on there. Power of the Doctor is on this list. So every oh, yeah, single Jodie Whittaker episode is on this list, okay. not including her locked in a cupboard on Twitter. Okay. So. Uh, can you hear, obviously S, A, B, C, D, typical tier list, everybody knows how they work. Yeah. So, can you hear me? I'm going to let you do this, and then I'm going to sort of put my two cents in and see if I can, can you hear sway me? your decision. I think can you hear me is poo. Okay. I watched it, and I watched it again, and it didn't. I think what's going to... It gonna, didn't do anything. No. What, it did not titillate me. Did, much of Doctor Who doesn't. <laughs> what, what we're going to have to do here, I think, is we're going to have to give all these a placing and then we'll have to see in context whether or not yeah. they stand up next to each other. Yeah. That, you know? uh, so this S here, what if, there, what if I don't think that anything does, is worthy of Okay, this? okay. You've, you've, got to think, to. you've got to think of this in the context of just Jodie's era. Fine. So, so don't what, forget that Genesis of the Daleks <laughs> is a thing, which I know is really Pyramid difficult. Pyramids of Mars. <laughs> I know that's really difficult, but just just try and sort of put yourself okay, in, that, in that. So this is just within this bubble. Yeah, within okay. Doctor Who, 2018 to 2022. Fine. Okay. Fair enough. Right. Fugitive of the Jadoon. Uh, Fugitive of S. the Jadoon. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's good. I did like it. Yeah, go on then. Yeah, Fugitive of the Jadoon is an S tier. Uh, Kablam. <sighs> uh, do you think morally it probably has to go lower because it does side with Amazon and uh, it's a kind of anti-workers' rights? I mean, I just don't think it's all that, to be honest. Well, and there's that as well. I just don't think it's that great. It's fine. Yeah. But it's just... It just feels like we've done this sort of stuff before. I don't know. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's a bit like... And I think design-wise, the Kablam men look really cool. They're great. But... In the grand scheme of, oh no, we're just doing 2018 to 2022. I mean, it's so difficult as a Doctor Who fan to just sort of like just think yeah. about this in the context of when it came out. Because you just sort of think, well, you know, we've done killer robots with robots of death. No one can do it better than that because no. that is so good. Yeah. Then you have them do it in Voyage of the Damned and you're like, okay, it's kind of like 
that story again, but Christmassy for the 21st century. Yeah. You can get away with it. Yeah, and right. And then it's like, we're trying to do that again, but we're putting a different spin on it. Sure, I see what Amazon. you're saying. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Uh, what was he doing, that kid? He was putting toxic gas in the bubble wrap or something? Exploding bubble wrap. Because he fancied somebody and she said no, and he decided to become a terrorist. As you do, apparently. Doctor Who. <laughs> what uh, about? And why the, what are the robots doing? <clears throat> they were just, I think some of them, they their, a monster, their so eyes right? went red and they killed people. Why? Because you need to scare children. Okay. You need to scare seven-year-olds. I mean, it was not merchandised in any way other which than is, as an eagle moss figurine. Which is nuts, because you think, like, the monsters are the things that are going to yeah. sell. Um, I, just I, mean, think, I just don't think kids got into this era. Not really, not, generally not. speaking. Okay, Legend of the Sea Devils. Legend of the Sea Devils. Um, I, now, you cannot put that next to Can You Hear Me. So Can You Hear Me has to go up. Why can't I? Because it's absolutely not on the same level. I think they're both equally poo. But you've got... In fact, I'm almost tempted no. to put it up there just because it's got sea devils in it. But, it's, but I will be kind. As a piece I of will... television, like, like technically, with yeah. all the stuff that got cut and the editing and the ADR, yeah. you, it's definitely not on the same level as Can You Hear Me? <laughs> Can You Hear Me is a more competent piece of television than it is. Legend of the Sea Devils. It is a more competent piece of television, <coughs> but it's a more competent piece of television in as much as someone has taken a uh, menu from a local Chinese takeaway and decided to read it all out and show some pictures of the different food. <laughs> and, that, and there we go. It's competent. Okay. It's not very good. All right, all right, all right. Okay. Well, well, um, we've that got was a very odd a... allegory there. Yeah, it was. We've got to have a fiddle with this. Um, um, Village of the Angels, right at the did top. Did you say Chinese takeaway because of when and where... Legend of the Sea Devils is set. <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Village of the Angels, S tier. <coughs> yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. War of the Sontarans. Up there and all. Good. Okay. Love that story. Halloween Apocalypse. Uh, no. No, I'm not. I'm going to put it... Oh, what happened in that story? <laughs> it's, well, this is the problem with Flux, is because obviously it's serialised. Yeah. And Halloween Apocalypse is all set up for what comes later. Right. Um... So it's difficult to place it, but I mean, we have to put it somewhere. My name's Dan, and my house is gone. My house is gone, and and I've got nothing, and um, I'm going to get involved in some space-time stuff now. That was so weird that they had his house get tissue compression eliminated, and it was nothing to do with the master. And the fact that when they got back there, it was like, well, my house is still gone. He's homeless. He's homeless, and he's in dire straits anyway. And if she's dropped him back in 2022, she's dropped him back homeless in the middle of a cost of living crisis. Yeah. Heartless. She's really shit. <laughs> and he's the 10th doctor be like, oh, you know what? Here's tomorrow's lottery number. Yeah, no, you know? definitely. Definitely, definitely. She doesn't really... Give a fuck. Well, I think she gives a fuck, but she doesn't really think. She does. She's just she's like... like a, she's a real superficial person. Mm. She's like one of those people that are like... Oh, I'm all about my friends, my friends. But really, when it comes down to it, yeah, like, fuck them. Yeah, you know, it's just it's like social media. Look at all my friends. But, but it's the, it, I think it's the attachments that she forms with people when she's just like with the fam. And yeah. You think, well, you've not let any of them know about you. We. It's uh, a very one-sided relationship. We had a spider right mm. living on the ceiling of our bedroom. Yeah. 
And I could have got rid of it and threw it out into the garden, into the cold, and we left it there the whole time. And, and it did die, sadly. Yeah. And it fell on the bed, and we were very sad. And I was like, oh, gosh. And thinking about it, I showed more kindness to that spider than the doctor did to any of her companions. I know that the one thing that everybody brings up in that regard is her reaction to I was going to say the cancer. Telling her <coughs> he has cancer. And I think that that, that is a... It gets beaten over the head a lot. This, mm. That scene is always brought up by detractors of the show. And I think really in context, it isn't great. No. Out of context, it's even worse. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, <laughs> I mean, we're not even talking about that episode yet. No, but I can't even. Speaking remember. of which, it's happening. Speaking of cancer, uh, prostate cancer. Where yes, moustache. Uh, Everybody grow a moustache. Even if you can't grow one, grow one. Grow one. Okay, right. Shave where's... your pubes into a moustache. Where, where, where is the Halloween apocalypse coming? Quick, let's move on. Uh, right, Halloween apocalypse. I don't know. We'll go. We can move them. We'll put it B for now. For now, that might move. Sananga conundrum. Yeah. Okay. I mean, oh god, actually, it might even go lower down. I still can't believe Can You Hear Me is still there. It's poo. I mean, I know you liked it. Yeah. But I just didn't get behind it. And I, I don't, and I okay, buy actually, any of the stuff with Ryan's depressed friend. I don't care if your friend's depressed. Oh, yeah. I can't, the, the one thing I don't like about that episode is when, for some reason, they go back and to, like, Roman times or Greek times or some shit. That is irrelevant. Yeah, I don't. And then, and then the, the bandits are defeated by, like, their own trick. They yeah. share the fears <laughs> and they're defeated by their own trick. Yeah. What? Yeah, I'll keep it there. Uh, Arachnids in the UK. That's the cancer one, isn't it? That's the... That is the cancer one. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> With what the, the episode that's all about mental health. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, I couldn't give I a shit. I honestly couldn't care if you dropped dead in front of me, Graham. I have to say, I couldn't give a shit. And then she's so cut up about them going at the end. It is. It is a bit of a kind of... One-sided relationship, the whole. She's thing, a bit it? like the first Doctor with Dodo. You know, mm. they could just walk off and, and he, not come yeah, back, yeah. and she'd be like, "Oh yeah, fair enough." At least he had the benefit of he was a senile old git. You know? Yeah, and and I, it's annoying because they definitely try and paint her as somebody who's like, yeah, oh, oh she, well, the fam. Yeah, even just calling him calling yeah. him the fam. Oh, this series is all about hope. This Doctor is all about hope and You're joy. Me hate like, this era. The more <laughs> so we talk sorry. about it. right, uh, arachnids in the UK. Arachnids in the UK. Um, it was fine. Yeah. 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 Why is that in black and white? Or is that uh, just a very dark It's a very picture? dark image. And I hated looking at it when I was making it. It was absolutely gutted. Uh, right. Spyfall part two. Right. Spyfall part two. So uh, that is the big master story. That's the, that's the main mastery part of the story. And, and it's a retread of like the whole going on the run thing from the series three finale. Oh, when yeah. they have to kind of go well, underground. They, this whole era was just, can we recreate the Russell T Davies era? But well, it's a bit shitter. I mean, kind of. I mean, Russell wouldn't have done the soft shoe shuffle bit. From no, that story, it, which, it was absolute shit. Yeah. But, uh, we'll put it here. He was good. I liked him. I don't get your logic at it, all. Was it from part two quite good? But we've. Well. Okay, well, let's, 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 it's let's keep going. better than these two, wasn't it? It's better than that, better than this one. I wish I could see the chat at the moment. Right, let's, let's keep going. Have a, have a look. The witch, <laughs> the witch Finders. Oh, Witch Finders, that was... Um, yeah. Mm. I don't know. No, I'm going to put that there and... Move that down? Yeah. Okay, all right. I think uh, that's better. Resolution. Uh, it was fine. Okay, 
Eve of the Daleks. Uh, there. Uh, Haunting of Villa Didati. Oh, up here, good. Uh, Revolution of the Daleks. Oh, up here, good. Uh, the Vanquishers. Pearl of Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> what happened in this? <laughs> Uh, everything. It's the ending. It's uh, where they sh they dangle the fob watch in front of her. They open it by snapping Thanos, snapping the old house into bits, yeah. and then um, I can't remember what else happens in that story. Oh, the Daleks turn up at the end, and the Cybermen, and the Cybermen, Just and because. the universe. Half the universe is totally wiped out, and it's never mentioned ever again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in there, survivors of the flux. So this is the unit story, isn't it? Yes, it is, yeah. I think uh, it's also got quite a bit of the... Maybe I'm thinking of the Vanquishers with Jericho and Dan and Yaz travelling around. Yeah. It might be the Vanquishers. I mean, that stuff's fine. And that guy going, Oh, you're teasing! I'm teasing oh, yeah, you. yeah, yeah. That guy, he's good. cool. He's good. But it still goes in. Spyfall Part 1. Uh, it's all set up for Part 2. I can't really remember what happens in it. No. Um, Stephen Fry's in it at the start. That's all I can remember. Yeah, yeah. And Lenny Henry. Yeah, Lenny Henry was in that. The whole setup at the beginning, isn't it? That there are people in like aeroplanes and they're getting sucked into the wall or something mad. Do you remember the, 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 the first? The first scene is somebody on a plane and they go to the toilet. <laughs> Do you not remember that? They go to the loo on a plane and they look into the mirror and then like something comes out of the wall at them or something. I can't. I have absolutely yeah. no recollection of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like you are describing an entirely new thing to me. Yeah, yeah. That happens. I think that happens in the first. Because the, the thing is that agents all over the world are dying, just like how oh, seismologists all over the way <laughs> on the shitter, just like seismologists all over the world are disappearing in Power of the Doctor, and we do all this bloody hopping from country to country, and oh, the whole thing just gets lost in. Oh God. Dear. I really like. Jodie Whittaker's era when I came into the room today. Um, <laughs> this has just been Matt destroys Billy's... My, my, my life. Uh, once upon you time... You never got out your little Jodie. <laughs> I never got my little Jodie out. Oh, it's in the bag over there. Don't worry about it. Oh, dear. Right, once upon time. Once upon time. Um, that was the, the Not Joe Martin episode, wasn't it? Yes, that is that one. Ah. Uh... Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, yeah. It's the, again, it's sort of in the middle of it all. It's sort of it's the, set it's, up. Yeah. You've yeah. had set up a good episode. Yeah. Uh, kind of coming down a bit. Yeah. Yeah, got you. Because this was before the Angels, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it is. And then, he, and then you go, oh, Angels. Well, yeah, Angels is good. And then it goes, yeah, yeah, Angels is chapter four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. Uh, Demons of the Punjab. Demons of the Punjab. I mean... It is very highly rated by a lot of people. I think what? most people think it's one of her best. Fuck. Well, <laughs> not for Matthew Toffolo, it ain't. <laughs> uh, Rosa. Uh, maybe I'm being mean. I've, when I re I've only watched series 11 twice. Thrice? Thrice. On transmission, again for us. us and then... Again before Flux aired. I right. did a run through. Did, all, I, did, I, did I you run through of all of Jodie's? Did I can't I believe you put yourself through that. Did I do? I, maybe I didn't. Mm. Or maybe I did all of series 11 when series 12 was about to air. I right. Yeah, that was it. I certainly didn't do series 11 and 12. No. Because I can't really remember 12 at all. Okay. Which is a shame because it was the better series of the two. I, I think argue. it's the best series. Uh, I mean, Flux is all <laughs> Ever right. Made. Ever made. <laughs> I think Flux is all right, but it's short. 
And he's, and he's doing the serialised thing, so most of the episodes are just sort of set up for what's going to happen eventually and not get paid off. Yeah. Okay, uh, Rosa. This was the tentpole for the, the series. Like, um, I think a lot of people who weren't watching Doctor Who heard that this was a thing and, you know... Are we saying A? Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. It's fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give it that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I prefer this... Mm. Not gonna lie, mm. it's a better story. Which, you... which is the better historical? Uh, the Witchfinders. Yeah, yeah. Because I just think this has got this would have been a pure historical would have been lovely. Mm. But as soon as you get leather coat space racist, coming, yeah, <laughs> and you're like, oh, you've completely undermined this. Yeah, for sure. It would be like doing an episode about the Nazis. And... Mm. It turns out Hitler was a, a, a Silurian. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, I, it, I kind of, I know you have to have an element of science fiction in there, you know. You'd have a moustache, just like me. <laughs> this is our planet. Slightly smaller, though. Yeah. Um, I know you have to have an element of sci-fi in there, and I know, but, but really, you're dealing she's the with... Do- she's the element of sci-fi. Yeah. This, this thing, you the, know. The, the, the time travel element is enough, isn't I it? I still think my idea of the TARDIS materialises and the bus smashes into the TARDIS. Yeah. And that's, and, what, and that's what cocks it all up. Yeah. And they're like, we need to... Kind of like with Red Dwarf, when they have to kill JFK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get JFK to kill JFK. Yeah. You know, I think they have to... Because they do, don't they? They do the horrible thing mm. of, oh, no, we've sat down in all the seats. Yeah. And so we're going to have to make a stand Which up. is the most powerful part of the entire episode. Which is the most powerful part of the... But I think it should And when Ryan gets smacked. It should have been more of that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, and, think, and when they're hiding behind the motel as well. Yeah. Like... You do get a genuine sense of danger yeah. that you don't get from episodes where they're on the planet, Kimberly Bombly, and they're being chased. <laughs> they're, they're being chased by. Sounds like a drag, <laughs> drag queen. They're being chased by little green men. You know that that is more threatening. Yeah. And the sci-fi element is the fact that an alien from the planet Gallifrey and the constellation of Castelurbaris, who's thousands of years old, has got them there. Yeah. So you don't need somebody from, you know, the planet Swastika. <laughs> You know, coming down and and trying to eliminate Rosa Parks. Because he says very clearly in the story, you know, <coughs> I don't want... It's, it's something about you people, obviously meaning black people, yeah. getting ideas above your station. Is yeah. And he's come back to try and eliminate Rosa Parks from history. Yeah. And it's a bit like... It's a bit heavy-handed, Chris. It is clunky as Slash hell. Mallory, but mainly I think it's Chris. That's more of a Chris thing. Yeah. I imagine it was more of a pure historical. And he was mm. like, no, no, no. There needs to be some there sci-fi be elements some, yeah. in there. God, call blimey. We'll find out one day. But yeah. for now, we'll I can't just wait. Blame him. That is going to be a really exciting mm. thing. And especially to see, like, series 13, what it was supposed to be. Yeah. And you know. the specials and yeah, what and happened that with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what was the original plan and how, how were they plotted? For sure. Um, right, Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror, which I think was universally liked. Uh, yes, it was great. Uh, I put that up here. It was really good fun. Yeah. Uh, Ascension of the Cybermen. Um, I can't really remember what that was all about. It's a weird one because it's obviously part one of of a two part finale, but it yeah. doesn't really set up the Timeless Children because it kind of totally yeah. changes like direction, it, doesn't yeah. it? And, and and it's interspersed with all the stuff of the guy it, in Island. It does that, yeah, yeah, and all that. It does that very new serious thing of bringing the Cybermen in for a finale in yeah. part one, and then part two they get completely shafted. Yeah, the Master turns up and completely, <laughs> and they're like, oh, forget about the Cybermen. Yeah, yeah, basically, it happens every time. Steve yeah. Moffat started that trend, yeah. and now it still go. Oh, 
Mm. My poor cyber boys. Yeah, poor cyber boys never get good representation. They don't. No. Sorry, Jerry. It is gutting. Yeah. Poor Jerry. Um, okay, so Ascension of the Cybermen. Um, I'm going to put that here. Okay. Because maybe lower down, but I can't really remember what happens in it. Okay. I remember it just was a bit, eh. Mm. Especially after Villa, Villa Diodati, which yeah. was so good. I remember watching it and thinking, oh dear, this isn't as good as the last one, mm. which is a shame. But I'll put it there because that's just sort of like, mm, yeah, these are all right. Okay, okay, middling. But, but maybe, maybe it should be C tier, but it will stay there for now. Okay. I can't say that I remember... Uh, the Ghost Monument. Ghost Monument in here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The Power of the Doctor, the most recent episode of Doctor Who and Jodie Whittaker's swan song. Uh, now, you've got to think, you've got to think, you know, man, you've got the first 45 minutes with the seismologists and the volcanoes and all that <laughs> shite. And then you've got the last half of it with the Guardians of the Edge, yeah. with them running around, Tegan and Ace. Peter Davison. Peter Davison. Paul McGann. Right, yeah, put it down in D, Jesus. Paul McGann. Um, okay. I don't do robes. I don't do robes. Uh, I put uh, I mean, I'm going to put it in C. Okay. Purely because Paul McGann, Sylvester McCoy, Colin Baker. Paul McGann, Sylvester McCoy, Colin Baker. Oh, Peter Davison. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mention him. He's, he's that beige and forgettable. Um, uh, oh, and I guess David Bradley. But you can't really see it, but this next one is It Takes You Away. Oh, f- God. It's fucking shit. It's fucking shit. Oh, uh, the Battle of Ranscor oh, at Kolos. Not on the screen. <laughs> Awful. You can keep it down there if you want. Uh, the Timeless Children. Um, uh, maybe here. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe uh, B. I don't know. It's. I mean, I, I don't as, rate it. I wasn't as offended as it by it the, uh, compared to some people. Yeah, but oh. I, un- I understand. Praxius, get in the bin. Yeah. Orphan fifty five. It's going to go up here. I can't believe what I'm seeing. Like, this is absolute bollocks. What I'm seeing <laughs> in front of me. This is nuts. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Be- oh, are you swaying my judgment? Do I? Go? I just. I, I. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna say anything else. What happens in that story? Benny. Benny. Where's my Benny? No, that's, basically, <laughs> that's basically it. She reminds me of uh, Birdman from Red Dwarf. <laughs> oh, yeah. Looking for Pete. <laughs> it's exactly. Some, the, you want some seed? Some seed? <laughs> it's basically exactly the same character. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna put it there okay. purely because I don't think it's as Truly awful, mm. and I, I've been able to sit through that more times than Praxius. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't annoy me as much as some of the other ones do. Yeah, yeah. It's shite. Yeah. But I can kind of go with it. And the monsters look good. The dregs look great. The dregs do look good. The dregs look good. And looking at those screenshots when I was going back through them, I thought actually they are a great design. Yeah. It's just a shame the story they're in. It is a shame. And then <clears> last <throat> but not least, the first story, boom, sorted. So that is Matt's placement for every Jodie Whittaker episode of Doctor Who. It's not, um, it's not very even, so we're going to put that one down there. And is that, so that's it? So I no, no, I mean... no tweaking, no... Is there anything there when you look at it in context? 
that you think, right, if I actually come to my senses here <laughs> and I realise... So, let's, let's think about this. Okay, so. I'll tell you what. I, I will let you have all of those at the bottom. I, I, don't, I don't know what it is about Praxis that you're just not keen on. But it's like... It's not on the same level as Legend of the Sea Devils or Planet of Colossus. I think it's a complete not good. <laughs> mm, complete not good. <laughs> I was going to be very rude, but I don't like being rude because you know people have slaved over this. And, and, and I know, and we, we know we've just spent the last half an hour shitting on all shitting of it. on all of it. You know, but... I mean that that thumbnail mm. looks great. You've mm. got skeleton bony teeth face man, yeah. or whatever's going on there. I can't really remember. Something to do with plastic. He was so yeah. bad. And the crows. They're off in China. They're off on the beach where the ravens have all got yeah. plastic at their bums or yeah. whatever it is. That's exactly what happens. Someone's got teeth coming out their face that yeah. isn't Tim Shaw. Yeah. And then there's a submarine under the water. And it doesn't turn out to be the sea devils. Doesn't turn out story. to be the sea devils because don't worry, folks, we're going to save them for an, e- for an equally shit story. <laughs> it's not the Autons because plastic, obviously, it would be the Autons. That would be far too no, obvious, yeah. It's just some weird... Human scientists. Yeah. You just don't give a shit about. Are they human? Well, they look human. Humanoid. They're yeah. humanoid. They're, they're human. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, on top of it all, you've got some bloody gay couple going on having a tiff. What? Well, yeah, I don't get. I that don't. What's that all about? Side, that oh, I'm a secret plot. agent, and he's an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds like it sounds like a, a young boy has gone all. Oh, I'm going to get my G.I. Joe and my action man and they're going to have but, it off. Uh, but that's, that's, that's Doctor Who, isn't it? Like, like, no. No. No, uh. it's just, it's mad. It's just, it's just pointless. It had no bearing on anything. Okay. And I remember watching it the second time I was watching through it and I was like, oh, I'm done with this. Mm. I didn't even get to the halfway mark. Mm. I just, and then, oh yeah, there were some people in, in like, Gas masks or something. Oh yeah, and they've got those cool guns. Yeah, they look great in the trailer. Yeah, and they and pop I, up. Do you and know go, why I remembered that? Because there's a great outtake where the latex suits, because of what they're made out of, they rub against each other yeah. and it just makes fart noises. And I they're all in hysterics. That. Yeah, that's the only reason I remember that. That's that brilliant. is my takeaway from that story. <laughs> that is one, an outtake. That one outtake with farts in it. Beautiful. Well, okay. So, so for anyone listening on audio, yeah. just let me. Let's do it. Yeah. So. At the bottom, D tier. Can you hear me? Legend of the, Legend of the Sea Devils. Uh, it takes you away. Battle of Ranscourt, of Carlos, or whatever the heck it's called. <laughs> Praxius. C list, which is basically most of the era. Demons of the Punjab, Once Upon Time, Spyfall Part 1, Kablam, Saranga Conundrum, Resolution, Survivors of the Flux, The Vanquishers, Ghost Monument, Power of the Doctor, Timeless Children, Orphan 55, The Woman Who Fell to Earth, and Ascension of the Cybermen. B tier, Spyfall Part 2, Halloween Apocalypse, Arachnids in the UK, Eve of the Daleks. A tier, A tier, Revolution of the Daleks, The Witchfinders, Rosa, Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. Great name. And S tier, Fugitive of the Jardun, Village of the Angels, War of the Santarans, and The Haunting of Villa Diodati. And I will Thank you very save much. you all the displeasure of having to sit through me playing around with this tier list, but I'll post that on Twitter at some point and we'll, we'll work we'll out. We'll do it, yeah. We'll work out what that was. Oh, dear, My dear, God, dear. right, well, there we go. Um, that is that. Um, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us for this yeah. live stream. It's been an awful lot of fun. It's been great fun. It's been cool to just it's sort been of... It's been really good fun. To, ...to do it in a different format. To put, the, put the world of Doctor Who to rights. To, yeah, to, to, yeah, to rights. To me, go mad. Yeah. 
<laughs> me speak to me, English. To me, go mad. <laughs> me speak English, good. Um, this uh, link is going to be available on the Review of Death Twitter as well. So if you want to follow us uh, at Review of Death uh, on Twitter, and you can follow us on Instagram as well, um, you'll find links to uh, to the tier list. So you can make your own. Send it to us. Let us know what your favourite episodes or least yeah, favourite episodes were. Um, and I'll, I'll be popping my one up there as well. You can, of course, subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Yeah, it's um, youtube.com forward slash Batman March. Yep, and you can listen to us on Spotify. You can listen to us on uh, Apple Podcasts and all those fantastic places that you can usually listen to podcasts and enjoy. You can find it all there. Uh, we release uh, an episode once every two weeks, and we have an episode coming up this Thursday which I think is really good. Is probably one of our best episodes we've yeah. done in this whole podcast setup. It is a review of the ninth Doctor Swan song, the regeneration story that kicked it all off for the new series. Yeah, Bad Wolf: Parting of the Ways, which yeah. saw Christopher Eccleston bow out and make way for David Tennant as the Doctor. Yeah, so that is coming on Thursday. Yeah, and uh, that's in the old setup, but yeah, seven a.m. on podcasts and five a.m. on YouTube. Yeah, five p.m. So on YouTube. in that case, thank you all for joining us. And yeah, we'll see you on Thursday. Otherwise, we'll see you whenever we see you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>